podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco. Hello. The podcast is proudly sponsored by Bassandbly.com. Uh, Rocco, I was going to lean on you for this one. Tell me something people don't know about Bassandbly.com. Oh my goodness. Um, He's opened up Google. <laughs> uh, they've got a little bunker downstairs that you can go into for, uh, for uh, to get your, your um, what they're called, what your, the old cameras where you get your, <laughs> your photos <laughs> developed. I'm leaving you hanging. Yeah, you can get your, you can get your films developed. Um, you can get your digital prints done there, can't you? You can, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Basson, do you want me to save you a little bit here, Rocco? Please. All right, cool. <laughs> so they are a photographic dealer based in Harrogate, and they sell the very best in cameras and lenses from Hasselblad, which are really high-end professional range, but then Canon, Fujifilm, Nikon, Olympus, Sony, and absolutely tons more. They sell uh, some really good film camera stuff as well. There's some nice Kodak on there, which look very nice. And um, binoculars as well. They sell, um, I mean, if you haven't heard of these, have a look at them because they're absolutely incredible. But the Swarovski, as in the same company that makes the little crystals, um, there is Leica, Zeiss, Opticron and Hawk, to name a few of the brands that they sell as well. But yeah, brilliant shop uh, based in Harrogate. Next time you're there, you might be there for the Christmas markets. Um, make sure you go in, say hello to Justin and the team. Have a look in the window. It's an amazing place and you'll get some ideas for Christmas. Um, but yeah. Make sure you do that. Oh, actually, bassandbly.com. If you don't get a chance to go to Harrogate, I should probably say that. I just spell it, James. B-A-S-S-A-N-D-B-L-I-G-H.com. Lovely. So, um, I mean, the podcast is obviously this episode about the result at Rotherham, but then a few things have happened since then. So I think it's probably important that we reflect on uh, some of the... Uh, the sad and more appropriate things in life um, with uh, Terry Venables passing away today, which was really sad news. Um, I got, well, I, I suppose we have mixed memories of Venables. Well, I certainly do anyway. I think um, Venables was my first ever proper England tournament that I remember because we weren't in USA 94. And uh, I remember watching all the games and I was obsessed with it. And that became my sort of journey into sport in England. And, and uh, yeah, he was kind of the first England manager that I properly remembered. What are your what are your thoughts on it all, Rocker? Yeah, same. Very sad. I was surprised. I'd not heard that he'd been unwell. Um, obviously, a really nice guy by all reports, and you know from what you saw on of him on on TV and his personality. Um, yeah, really sad. And funnily enough, similar with, with as, as to you. Um, so I was an Italy fan as a child, and uh, it was Venables that yeah got me into supporting England as well. Um, Euro 96, should have won it. Matt Gaza sliding in, it's, uh, yeah, it's one that we'll forever regret. And yeah, he should have had that glory of, of leading us to, to that title. We deserved it. Um, but yeah, like you say, definitely mixed because uh, Leeds, well, he was, uh, yeah, terrible. Um, <laughs> he was, I mean, some of his decisions were, were pretty barbaric and like, I actually do blame him more than most for what happened afterwards because I don't feel like it had to go as badly as it did um but maybe that's for another time um, <laughs> no yeah really you know yeah he just seemed like a top bloke didn't he um so yeah very sad 
Well, he joined in uh, Leeds United as manager in July 2002, and he did inherit a, quite a strong squad, but it was obviously the start of our financial problems becoming apparent. Uh, club captain at the time, Rio Ferdinand, boo, was sold to Manchester United shortly after he joined, and then we crashed out of the League Cup and the UEFA Cup, I think it was by December 2002, and we bought him off the table. And then Jonathan Woodgate was obviously sold to Newcastle as well because we were in um, dire need of funds into the club. And that was without his knowledge. So, yeah, I think he threatened to leave at that point and then he was ultimately sacked in March 2003. So it was just one of those times where it was badly timed him sort of coming to Leeds. And uh, it's a shame that there's that kind of legacy at Leeds United. But for me, the memories are always good. Um, the, 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 the good memories outweigh the bad. And that's when I kind of focus on England and that journey. It was an amazing tournament. Yeah, definitely agree. I was really excited as well when he came to Leeds. I thought, I thought he was the right man. Um, but yeah, we, and he's had a good start as well. Beat Man U at Ellen Road last time we've beat them um, at home. Uh, I think, pretty certain, we were top of the league after that game as well. Um, so he had made a really good start. He was playing a completely different brand of football. Um, and it, it was exciting. Um, but yeah, very quickly went downhill. And yeah, it just all went to pot, of course. But um Yes. Yeah. The good overrides the bad for sure. We just got the we got the brunt of it. Typical leads, lead that. And um, moving on from that as well, we the, so we thought we'd catch up on a few things because we've not been around for the last couple of weeks. Totally my fault, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but I was violently ill last weekend when we were going <laughs> to record a podcast. Uh, my daughter was ill, and then I was ill, and my wife was, and it was an absolute massacre. Um, so yeah, I just could not do it. So. Sorry, we didn't do one last week, but here we are. And uh, one of the things we wanted to mention, um, Rock, I'm looking at your notes here because you're the note the note keeper this week. Very good doing your homework. Uh, Finley Gorman, uh, oh yeah, that guy, top, top of the tree for that one. So the 15 year old that we are allegedly selling to, oh, I don't know how it works because he's not really contracted to Leeds, um, but we've agreed a fee with Manchester City, which could rise to like five million quid, which is the most expensive for a paid or will be for a 15-year-old footballer. Um, doesn't seem a lot, does it? The way they talk about him. <laughs> but then at the same time, um, you know, there's so many names from the past where, that have gone for, you know, had massive reputations and, and left Leeds and, and other clubs as well and gone on to do absolutely nothing. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Maybe there'll be a load of add-ons and stuff, but from the clips that you see of him, he does look pretty special, doesn't he? Um, just sad. Sad the way football is that these, you know, rich clubs can just siphon all the talent from uh, from everybody else. And yeah, it's, I don't know, just feels completely wrong. I wish they could do something to stop it. Um, you know, it should be a level playing field at least at those sort of ages. Um, but yeah, what can you do? It is, it is how it is now, so it's going to keep happening. Even if we're in the Premier League, it probably would have happened. You know, I can't imagine Leeds could could have done anything to stop this. And yeah, for the lad himself, he's going to Man City. Um, yeah, maybe he'll have a harder time getting into the team, but it does feel like a leg up for his career, doesn't it? And his family gets a boatload of money and you never know, you know, how, how many kids get injured at this age and never are quite the same. You know, anything can happen. So yeah, you can't really begrudge it. It's just annoying, isn't it? Yeah, there's no guarantees, um, which is the thing that I always land on with this kind of thing is that, you know, at this age, you don't really know what's going to happen, whether they'll make it. 
and you don't know the family's background, you know, there might be, you know, the promise of money might be life-changing for them and, you know, it might be life-changing and then his career is not guaranteed anyway. So, you know, you can't, you can't judge them for that. And I, I certainly don't, but it is just a, a sad thing to be potentially losing out on someone. And funnily enough, I had this kind of conversation with, um, sort of and sort of not with, um, my friend who's a Lincoln City fan and, um, he was, we were talking about Skibala and, uh, he was, and I said, oh, I think he'll do really well at Lincoln. He was like, yeah, but you told me Robbie Gotts was the next Messi. Uh, <laughs> and I said, I said it was a typo, not Messi with an I, a Messi with a Y. Uh, and, um, and I think, I do think Skibala will do really well there. And I said that it, it feels like a few players probably need to go. They need a, a few players on loan because they've not been taking many loan players, which I find quite odd for League One side. But he said they're talking about the pathway. And uh, youth players coming through, and I said, "It's all very good if the youth players are up to scrap, um, because you have the same problems as Leeds, where we remove players to try and get the pathway working, and then they don't quite cut it, and then they have to." Yeah, I was surprised that he got that job. Um, you know, off the back of his career today, because even you know, sort of working with the Leeds first team, um, you know, even in the background, I, I was a bit surprised. Um, you know, considering his CV. Um, and then what did he have like three games in charge of Leeds in the Premier League and now he's got a League One job it sounds yeah I was, I was surprised but yeah good luck to him I actually thought at the time because um, Mark Jackson left like a month before um, Jesse Mask got sacked and when Scoob's got the job I did think like Mark Jackson must be kicking himself like you know he probably he must have thought now, if Jesse gets sacked, I'm going to be the guy that, you know, gets put in, you know, temporary charge. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was surprised that he didn't hold on. And, and then, yeah, who knows what would have happened to Scoobs thereafter. But um, good job for him. Hope it goes well. Uh, yeah, he did well for us at Old Trafford anyway. And in the Man U home game as well. Thought we were quite unlucky. Everton, obviously, yeah, not so much. I think he'll do all right because, well... It's one of those where I think he'll just go and play attacking football because that's kind of what he did for us. It was sort of no fear, just sort of go and play, um, which I think is great. And I think Lincoln fans will enjoy that until they start losing. He's a good talker as well. You know, yeah, he, he I, 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 you know, I've got respect for him. You can tell that he, he knows what he's talking about and I'm sure he'll be able to, to sell a message to his players. Yeah, 100%. And next on the list, Everton's points deduction and Sue. I presume like not because it's Christmas time, you're thinking of Sue Boyle, Susan Boyle. <laughs> Getting a Christmas album. No, well, yeah, I mean, the, the points deduction thing, I mean, yeah, I just, the reaction of the fans, like, really annoys me. As everyone's, you know, it's, it's old news now, and, you know, especially today with them playing and with all the stupid cards that they're holding up. Uh, in a way, it's quite good because, you know, we all know that the Premier League, uh, yeah, they have their own certain biases, or we think that. Um, so yeah, maybe they're raising awareness isn't so bad, but I don't know. I just think like acting like complete babies, like no club has ever been given a points deduction before. Um, and you know, coming out with lines, that it, oh, only the fans get, you know, get punished for this. Like that isn't a thing. Like it's just nonsense. Um, you know, the fans would have, um, you know, they, they would have gained if their cheating would have, would have worked. So. It's just nonsense. Um, yeah, I should just take the punishment. But yeah, also Leeds, like, if Leeds sue Everton, I mean, I don't know what that's about. That's embarrassing. I don't know why we're sticking our noses in because, well, first they would have gone down anyway. We would have just finished one place higher if they'd have had the points deduction earlier. Um, well, 
just, I don't know, like, surely we should be complaining to the FA that they didn't give them the points deduction. Like, what's it to do with Everton? Everton have got their punishment from the FA or from the Premier League. Um, so I don't know why we're even allowed to go after them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was speaking to a friend who's, um, he's a law student or ex law student, um, obviously. Well, he's, I don't know whether he's passed or whatever the, the, the thing is, whether he's, he's not a training lawyer because I work with him. Um, <laughs> the, so, um, and he was saying that it's one of those things that it'll, they can go f- try and take it to court or whatever, but it won't ever go because there's too many variables to prove the outcome that actually if you, if they hadn't been given the point deduction, it would have meant Leeds stayed up. So it'll just all turn into an out of court settlement anyway. So kind of makes it a bit pointless. Um, yeah. But there we go. Um, yeah, for me, I think Everton deserve it. They've, yeah, it's about time that someone was kind of penalized for doing it. Uh, there's the argument that Man City haven't been charged for anything yet, but theirs is a lot more complicated. This was one singular charge, wasn't it? Whereas theirs is hundreds odd, uh, a hundred odd. And they're also kind of employing delay tactics from what's been said in the press, um, to make sure it kind of slows it down, getting it to, getting it into a court or wherever it needs to go next. So, um, yeah, I think the two are totally different. And I think it's good that an example has been finally set on someone. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Rocco, you're wearing your Uruguay shirt. Um, I'll play. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are a man that uh, had an operation this week and uh, you're on the mend now, I believe. Yes, that's correct. I had, uh, yeah, I had an ear operation. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit more... Yeah, a bit more intense than I thought it was going to be, actually. I thought they were just going to sort of, you know, a bit of keyhole work uh, to tidy things up. But uh, now I've got stitches in the back of my head and stuff. And so, uh, but luckily, the operation was scheduled for after uh, Uruguay's game with Bolivia. So I was able to to watch that. Nice 3-0 win. They've had a great, great uh, international break. Beat Argentina 2-0 as well. First, uh, well... Yeah, first defeat as world champions for Argentina. Um, so all going really well for Marcelo. He's doing incredibly. It's an absolute joy. Everyone should be watching him. It's uh, it's brilliant. Great team. I can't remember the words verbatim, but Messi was kind of like that's what you expect from from uh, Bielsa, uh, and I love that the two the two men from Rosario. He has a lot of respect for Bielsa, doesn't he? I think. It's a shame they've not um, not been in a team together with him coaching. So it would it would be great. I think. The day's gone now, isn't it? Really, but would be amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. He was he was full of well. He, I mean, he was really salty after the game. Actually, like saying that the Uruguay players have to like learn respect and all this nonsense. But then when it came to Bielsa, he was saying, yeah, you know, they're you know they're in, in your face. They're very intense. Um, yeah, it's got Marcelo's hand in the team as as all his teams do. So great hearing a man like him talking so nicely about. A man like Marcelo, it's uh, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. And Cooper uh, had an interview to celebrate his 10 years at Leeds United. Uh, mad, really, that he's been here 10 years. He's been for a lot. Yes, I know. It was a good interview, wasn't it? You, said, you I, shared it with me. I only listened to it the other day, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. And there's kind of no real surprises there. There's some nice stuff um, about Bielsa and uh, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall um, for Bielsa's um, speech to them away at Brentford. I think that would have been amazing. Um, and amazing that he went and prayed for his son when he was in hospital as well, which I thought was really, really nice. And 
you can just tell how much like how, I know we're talking about Bielsa again. We can't go an episode without it, but you can tell how much he meant to that that um, group of players and, and what they did for their what he did for their careers. And uh, yeah, it's kind of sad and nice to hear it all again. Um, but one thing that stands out for me with Cooper, it, well, it's more it's an observation of Massimo Cellino, but like everyone, every player through through that time always. Um, in interviews, say, I mean, he was very grateful for Chilino for giving him the opportunity to play for Leeds, but he, they all talk about like how chaotic it was and that you never get chance to uh, root in with a with a with a manager because they're in and out like in such a short space of time. Like, how has Chilino never learned like from the players that he pays the most money to? They're the ones that say this repeatedly. Like, how has he never learned? He's still doing it. That is a great point, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's bonkers, isn't it? I think he must just. I don't know. He, he he should. I mean, he's never actually tried managing a team himself, has he? Because surely, like, why not just try and do it? He might be all right at it. They all actually seem to talk quite well of him, apart from his uh, manager eating. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. That I uh, my takeaway from it was um, well, we've been talking. A fair bit about the the loanees, the rats that that left the ship, and who you would bring back or who you ac- would accept back. And uh, thought maybe we should just like let Cooper decide. Like anyone who wants to come back, you know, just let let Cooper decide whether they deserve to or not. Because yeah, he's he's clearly uh, it had well, he's not not been um, shy in expressing his disgust or disappointment with some of his teammates last season. And you have to think that the ones that have left have been the ones that, that he's referring to as having let, let us down or obviously the, the majority of those guys. So yeah, I think anyone who wants to come back, run it by Cooper first, see what he thinks and go from there. So when they come back to Thorpe Park, she's just like, can you just step in this portal cabin, please? And he's in the <laughs> interrogation room style, lights off, lamp in the face. That's what we need, don't yeah. we? I'd say uh, watched Harrison today and I thought he looked like a championship player, to be honest. He looked rubbish to me. You're saying our players are rubbish in the championship <laughs> rocker. Yeah. And um so a lot of a lot of controversy well, what is it? Storming a teacup about Bamford being on a podcast um in the week and we were having a bit of back and forth with people as well on Twitter. As I think we've had a lot of back and forth with people who are disagreeing with us this this week. I think it's just a sign of the times everyone's a little bit on edge. Yeah, maybe the eye break. We're all a bit idle. That's it. It's not It's not good for anyone, these eye breaks, are they? Um, from, but, yeah. But the the, the Bamford pod, uh, with is it Joe Wilkinson? I can't remember his surname. Yes. The comedian. I've listened to both of them and I think they're actually really good. Uh, <laughs> I've really enjoyed them. And I get some of the sentiment around from some people about, um, you know, sort of keeping your head down, playing football, getting better and stop having that attention on yourself for the wrong things. But, I mean, I, I, and I was trying to think before we came on just about, well, why have the club okayed this and why is he doing it? And I think part of it is probably because of how he has been playing, um, that it's like, actually, you know, go away, do this, have a bit of fun. Maybe that'll help you relax and get back into the swing of things and get, get you to where we need you to be playing for the club. So I don't think it's, for me, I don't think it's like an incentive thing of like why are they doing that when he's playing badly i think he's someone who apparently had death threats from some of our fan base so he probably needs a bit of slack and to enjoy himself a little bit in my view anyway 
No, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've heard, you know, some people have said about, you know, the timing of it not being good, you know, because he's not playing well. And yeah, I, I do. I, I think the opposite. I think like, you know, well, it can't harm because I don't honestly think he could be playing much worse. Um, and it, and it definitely could help. And, and it's nice to see him you know, being happy and, you know, it's a good podcast. It's, it's entertaining. Um, you know, there's a lot of, decent insight in there as well I've, I've really enjoyed it as well um i mean you like on the back of losing to rotherham um you know i did start thinking well you know you know maybe like i can see where people are coming from in terms of like the impression that it gives that maybe he's not like fully focused on leads like you know why why is he for example, like Jesse Marsh, like I, if he did this, I'd be going absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> but I think it's different for a player to a manager. Um, but, you know, people could say the same sort of things, like he should be concentrating on leads and, you know, not distracting himself with, with all this nonsense that he's not paid for. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like you. I just think, if anything, it might help. Um, and I think it's completely harmless like some people were getting annoyed at the con you know the, there was a, a clip on on twitter about him talking about big sam just don't understand what the offense was like he, he didn't say anything that could could harm us that could be negative or you know have any sort of negative impact i just you know if anything it was self well it was just self-depreciating wasn't it um and nothing else so yeah i didn't really get the whole ferrari about it um, big Big Sam and his team were very quick to do press, like straight after leaving Leeds, after taking yeah. the cash, you know. So when on the other side of it, you know, that's okay, is it? Um, I just think um, it is what it is. I, I, I'm not. I can't be asked to get wound up by it. To be honest, I just think nah. I'd rather I'd rather focus on us, um, all the first team being the best they can possibly be, and um, hopefully Pal just get there when when we need him to right at the right at the um, perfect moment. Let's hope so. Happened, yeah. So Rotherham. Um, I mean, I always struggled with the games. Like I, I, I didn't even watch any any of it back until just before we did this because I just thought can't be bothered because I'm just so I was so annoyed. Like I was really annoyed that we didn't get the win. Um, it, they look it looked dead and buried. Like first half, you just think there, there's no way Rotherham are going to come back into this. Um, even at one all, I thought that's annoying, but we're all over them here. Um, and it was just one of those annoying games where, you just, where actually, when you look back at it in hindsight, they were all properly fatigued. Like all the players that were away, not had enough time to recuperate um, between their matches and then being away in hotels or whatever, and then and and then playing a game of football. And it, that sort of came to came to light in the second half. And you know, they just looked all all looked a bit leggy, and the changes didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it was dis really disappointing night. I think Peru's. I don't know about you, Rocco. Um, we've been having chats with Dara in our WhatsApp group, and he's not convinced by him playing as a as a ten. And I think he interchanges more than him just being in a ten because I've watched the the a lot of it back, and he does get in a in a nine position and get some good attempts. Or there's times where he didn't even get the ball when he was in a really good position, which was really unfortunate for him. Um, but what what are your thoughts? We start with him. Yeah, I he he annoyed me on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it started with that that header after one minute. Yeah, should have buried free, it. it was awful. Um, I think it maybe was slightly behind him, but yeah, nevertheless, that was, that was a massive it, chance. It, slightly behind him, but that's the sort of thing where you want them to be on their toes yeah. at that point, ready 
Because what if those opportunities don't come again, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, Dara's been the same all the way through, even when we've been winning and playing well. And even when Peru's been scoring, he's never been convinced with this number 10 experiment. Um, and I don't think I am really, you know, I'm, you know, I've accepted it because, because we're winning and we're doing well. Um, can't get away from the fact that he isn't a number 10. He's had good games there, definitely. And, and his, and his stats are decent, etc. Feel like we could get more. Uh, I feel like we, yeah. I think it's an area of the team that we can look to improve in January. And you know, if Peru then becomes, um, you know, basically competing for number nine or number ten, and you've got Rutter, um, and then you know, Bamford gets shunted down the line, one more place. Um, I think that I think that would strengthen us. Because um, yeah, and Friday probably was was the worst game he's had. There was one in the second half as well where he pulled out the challenge. Which really annoyed me. He was probably never going to win it, but like he fully pulled out of it, and I just thought, ah, just get him off. Um, but I don't think he did come off in the end, did he? Um, so yeah, really disappointing night for him. And same with you. I think when you look back, definitely they were fatigued. I think it was a joke having to play Friday night. Don't like complaining about fixtures because it makes me sound like Klopp, but um, it is a disgrace that like you know when one team has a literally a team full of internationals. And the other doesn't, and we're made to play like two days after the FIFA window ends. It's that is a ridiculous situation. Um, but yeah, overall, you've got to be putting them teams to bed. It was it was just a really really bad night in the end. Thought we played well first half. Um, thought everyone was playing well. Thought Ampadu was the Ampadu. I thought was really good all night. Um, thought Kamara was excellent first half. Um, but yeah, just not clinical in the final third and punished for the one mistake. And then second half, we just went to, yeah, just went to pot. I thought we were, I thought it was a joke second half, to be honest, like not to be able to create pretty much didn't create anything. Did we, um, in the second half strikes header from a corner, an offside goal that would have been a really lucky goal anyway, you know, it's a scuffed cross misses it. And then we've tapped it in. It's not like we've cut them open. I was really disappointed. I think we created a few chances in the second half because the fact that just the shots or the like the end result of it was just a bit naff. Um, so I watched it back and there was quite a few and like Bamford snapped a, a shot from outside the box. Like you say, Pascal's uh, and then obviously the, the goal as well. And there was a few more, but I think it was just, that's what's disappointing. It's just, we're not being, we weren't clinical. And it was the same as we were in the first half, you know, like, you know, Somerville was excellent first half and scored a great goal, Ruter. Um, Obviously played him through and Peltier kept him on side. Uh, well, I didn't realise he was he was on side, bless him. And uh, yeah, and the, it was a great finish. And the, there was another one that was quite similar and the keeper blocked it. It could have gone under him um, yeah. from Somerville. And yeah, it was a shame. I thought Somerville was just brilliant. He looked so good at this level. Um, yeah. He was electric, wasn't he? He was a bit unlucky with that second one. I think he just sort of, just lost it with his last touch before the finish and then he was a bit off balance, wasn't he? But he was amazing. Um, really, like, yeah, looks next level, doesn't he? He's, he's basically like our best player now, like obviously probably alongside Ruta. Um, yeah, absolutely awesome. Couple of times again though, yeah, where he's got to make the right decision and, and doesn't. Uh, I think one uh, in the end, I think it was one where he where he, he did amazingly to to break out of defence, and then he should have played it across to Piro, but he kept hold of it. But in the end, he put a chance on a plate for Kamara, 
Kamara's put it into the side netting when, I mean, <laughs> God, Goodman kept going on all night about um, how he should have put it across the keeper. But if you look at the, if you look at the keeper, he had shown him a massive, a massive open gap at the near post. It was an easy finish and he's just lashed it when he didn't need to. I mean, the finishing was, was terrible. James did one fairly similar, didn't he? He's, Oh, yeah. usual, usual little slicey thing that he does with his finishing. That was, that was a shame. So James had a bad night as well, to be fair. It was sort of back to, back to Premier League, James really didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but you know, you get good days and bad days and this, that was a bad day for him. Um, I'm not going to write him off. I'm not in that kind of mood. Um, <laughs> he, he always had his leg, he, he always had his leg broken the poor lad as well. It was a horrible tackle that. Yeah, did you notice it at the time? I didn't. Well, I didn't know until I saw the the stills on Twitter afterwards. But yeah, having seen it back, um, yeah, nowadays it's a penalty all day long, isn't it? Yeah, I'm disappointing that the linesman was on the other side. Otherwise, I think it probably would have been caught that. But um, maybe we need linesmen in every every side. Yeah, uh, maybe that's not a bad idea. Way. Why not? Maybe yeah. Why don't we do that? Uh, makes sense, doesn't it? Because there's always going to be someone who's not near enough. But in that situation, do you remember when they used to have uh, referees behind the goal as well? Yeah, was that a Did Champions League thing? Yeah, I think so. I think it was European games. That was weird. Yeah, I didn't like that. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, really so, uh, cost us with the when Cooper cleared off the line as well. Lampadu's head back to the keeper, which was like a clear handball, and yeah, that would have. Stopped. I didn't yeah. miss that. I don't know. Cooper's save was very good. Um, he gets a lot of stick as our Liam, um, but 10 years and he's been a great servant. And it was one of those where, you know, Pascal came on. I thought, bloody hell, he's only just had a hernia operation about a week ago. Like, it's like you coming out with your, <laughs> yeah, go on, just get out there. You'll be fine. If you don't, just duck, if you have to head it, just duck. Um, so I felt, I felt, I felt for him. Um, but it, it sounds like Cooper pulled up with his hamstring at the end. Um, yeah, and I thought, uh, he, I thought he did well, Cooper. Apart from uh, when he got skinned right at the end, whether he was already injured, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I, like from kickoff, they launched it forward, and he won the header, and it reminded me straight away of that West Brom four 0 game. Like that's that's what happened with Pablo's goal. You know, mm. they they pumped it forward, and Cooper steamed in, won the header, and it set the set the tone for the whole night. And when he did that, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is like gonna be a um, I thought I thought he did fine. I thought he looked. I mean, I mean, it, up against almost nothing. Um, but I was I was pleased with him. Cooper, um, like pulling up after he's just been skinned by somebody's like us doing a like dad's football or something. It's like <laughs> someone's done you and you just sort of fake an injury. Like, oh yeah, so it's my hamstring, my ankle, it's gone. Uh, he's fine. Next week he's like, I don't know, yeah, fine. But it's, a, it's some sort of miracle, really. Rob Price has managed to fix it. Um, yeah, and, and Rooter as well, you know, he'd got that abdominal injury. Um, I think it was called um, from the international break as well. And I was surprised to see him back in and it makes you think, you know, he is important. But again, we've tried to squeeze in a player who's probably not ready. So it was always going to be a bit of a risk. Yeah, lovely, lovely ball for Somerville. I loved that. It was absolutely glorious little touch. Um, apart from that, did almost nothing, did he? He was... Uh, he wasn't Rutter. He was back to being Rutter, I think, for, for most of that match. Um, do we want to say any more on it? Just disappointed, aren't we? 
just disappointed. Well, my dad was uh, interested to hear whether you thought they were rubbish second half, and I don't think you've committed yet, so I'm going to have to press you on that. Will Leeds rubbish? Because my dad thinks that they weren't rubbish and that the narrative would be completely different if, uh, if the linesman hadn't stuck his flag up. But I disagreed with him, actually. I thought that people, they would have still been a bit annoyed with how badly we'd played second half. What do you think? I think had we won it, we would have come out thinking, oh, God, scraped, scraped through that one in the end. Probably didn't deserve it. Um, but I think we were all right. We weren't amazing. You could tell we slowed down. I think we were so good first half that it made you think like, God, we had dog shit in the second half. But actually we were all right and we created quite a few chances in, in my view. Not They weren't great end product. Um, you know, like Nyonto as well. He had that effort where he probably could have squared it as well. Um so I don't think we were amazing. I don't think we were absolutely dire. I think we're sort of somewhere in the middle, to be honest. And it's just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Like it would have been great to get the points, full three points at Rotherham, particularly with Ipswich dropping points in the end of the weekend as well, which is actually a bit of a saving grace for us and made me feel a little bit better about it. What about you? Yeah, well, that was the other thing, actually. Um, it really annoyed me, um, the reaction on Twitter or the overreaction on Twitter. Um, Rocco's annoyed. Yeah. Well, it's just like people like drawing conclusions. It's just nuts, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the championship. Like, and I don't know why people seem to think Ipswich and Leicester like Man City and they're going to win every week. Like, I honestly still think we'll be ahead of Ipswich like by Christmas. I'm not worried about them. And I, and I said, and maybe that's, I don't know, it's facetious the right word. I don't know, but like, it might be disrespectful anyway to Ipswich, but I just don't. And I said weeks ago, um, our rivals are probably behind us and I, and I still feel that they are like I I just can't believe that Ipswich are going to last the distance and go through the team and, and they're a league one team that have come up it's, it's yeah they, they just they will fall away they'll, at some point they'll probably lose five in a row and then they'll be battling for the playoffs so might be wrong but that's how I'm thinking um, so yeah you know to, to, to lose your mind about two drop points really annoying but you know, it doesn't change anything. And actually, we're, we're a point closer. And then look at yesterday, um, Southampton drawing one all at Huddersfield, um, which my mate's Huddersfield fan, he basically sounded exactly the same as our game. Southampton should have been miles clear at half time. But in the second half, you know, Huddersfield deserved their equaliser and might even have won it. And yeah, Rotherham could have easily won it as well with the chances they had in the end against us. So. It is what it is. It's just another game down. We're a point closer. You know, Ipswich, uh, Leicester may well run away with it, but there's no chance that Ipswich are going to. So we just need to keep keep plugging away. It's all all fine in the end. The championship is very tight. Like, I was just looking then, and Norwich are about four or five points off the playoffs. Now, a few weeks ago, Norwich went on a three-match losing streak, and you think, God, they're, they're falling into the abyss. but it's like they've won a game and they're kind of back near enough with it. A few results happen over the next few weeks and they're probably in the playoffs again. So it's it, it, it's far too early, I think, to draw any conclusions. That's why I'm not I'm not stressed. It, it is what it is, and I'm the same as you. I don't think I don't I think Ipswich are a great team, but they are probably going to run out of stamina. Like the the momentum of League One can only carry them so far, and they haven't rebuilt a squad. They've got a few lone players. Um, it's, it's a difficult situation for them because I think if because um, obviously we've got family down in Ipswich and McKenna's like really well thought of as a manager and what he's done down there but it, you know 
if he goes, if they don't do anything and he goes, then they're in another really bad, awkward position. So anyway, let's not, let's not talk about them. Player ratings, Rocco. Oh God. Right. Okay. Um, this is where he, he uses the ear card. He's like, oh, I'd, I've been poorly on the... So, I'm um, um He should have saved that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he should have saved it. Six or five? Uh, five. Oh, no, nah, but he did. He made a good save second half and they were clean through. Right, six. Um, Archie Gray, six. Yeah. Someone uh, was having a bit back and forth saying that he was bad and it's time to move on from him, blah, 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 blah. Like, moved on from him. Yeah, just like, yeah, well, he's like, he's like, you know, I can't, I can't move on from the likes of Cooper, Bamford, and Archie Gray. I can't remember who it was, but they were just basically just saying, you know, it's elite football. We need to be more cutthroat. He's not, you know, he's, he doesn't deserve to be playing, sort of thing. It's like, give it a rest, mate. Wow. Uh, hot take that. Um, junior third play, I actually think he did all right, to be honest. But I don't know if, if the uh, anesthetic hadn't worn off. What do you think? I'm not convinced he should be, um, he should have a career in professional football um, quite yet, if I'm honest. Uh, I do like six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, my dad gave him a three, which I thought probably, was... It's probably about right. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the fulcrum at the minute. I'm teetering between six and a three. Let's go with six. I'm feeling, feeling uh, sorry for him. Uh, Cooper. Seven saved yeah, I mean, us, didn't he? Saved us, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'd give him a seven. Seven, and we've not con- talked about the goal that we conceded. I mean, so many people were to blame that there's no point. Yeah, if you're going to deduct two points for everyone who calls that, you know, it's <laughs> quite a few of them. Yeah, uh, Rodon, um, yes, this seven. I don't know. Do you think maybe six? I mean, it, like we're completely dominated uh, attacker, but. Does Seven. that mean anything? Seven. I think Seven. that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ampadu. I thought it was great. <laughs> I want to give him an eight, but it sounds ridiculous. What do you think? I thought there was, I, th- I thought they looked leggy, him and Kamara. Like, they were good, like they were solid, but that was because they were playing against Rotherham. And I think yeah. had we again, been against someone else, they would have probably struggled. So I think seven for me and Kamara as well. Seven, Kamara, fine. Uh, Joel Peru. Um, Five. Oh, yeah, five. That's all. That's like a, it's like a punch in the face to Daniel Farker. That five. Yeah, we've not spoke about Farker. I wanted to complain about the lateness of the changes. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, Somerville eight. Yeah, he's quality, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Dan James gonna punch him in the face, but five. Five, and then for his near leg break, feeling sorry for him, I'm at a six, but maybe it's five. It's a five. It is a five, isn't it? It did nothing and missed a great chance. Um, Rutter, I think a six. He got an assist. Six. Six. Maybe yeah, he's a seven. Maybe if we're giving, I know what you mean. It's like, what else did he do? Did nothing. Six. Did nothing. Even fell over a few times. Yeah, bloody idiot. Uh, I think we can. I think we can mark some of these subs as well that came on and did nothing. Um, although Nyonto, um, I thought we missed a trick not getting the ball out to him more often. I thought he had the running of, uh, of a useless left back. They had um, still can't give him more than a six, can you? No, six is for the subs. I think. Yeah. Who didn't, else did come on? 
didn't do anything. Didn't win the game. I would have given them tens if they had won the game. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They did nothing to help us, did they? No, idiots. Good. Uh, that's it then, is it? I think that's it. Um, yeah. Did what you, did you think about? about uh, well, what do you think? Do you want to complain oh, about him? Uh, I don't make complaints. Oh, I have got something to say. I've got a conversation piece Go on. about Farker. Uh, it's going to sound crazy, actually, com- considering how much I've been praising him this season. But as far as he'll need some after he's listened to this. Um, watching the game on Friday, and I, I like, I started thinking. This was actually like before it started going to shit. Um, I started realizing why Norwich did so badly in the Premier League because, like, the way that we play, it would be so hard to do this in the Premier League. Um, you know, to start from the back like we do, you know, start from Melier. Every time we get the ball, pretty much, we pretty much just go back to Melier and then we start, you know, trying to find the gaps and work our way up the pitch. And doing that in the Premier League is like so much harder than against these teams that we're up against now. So you can sort of understand how they get into a rut and, and it's so hard to get out of, you know, when your confidence is low and you're having to start with a keeper and pass all the way through your team to get on the attack. Um, yeah, I can really see why Norwich actually struggled and it made me worried and, and, you know, sort of considering how this team would do in the Premier League, like, would we get to 40 points? Um, I know we'll, we'll strengthen and we don't have to worry about it, but yeah, it's just a bit of a, yeah, a thought I had during the game. I'm not too worried yet because we're not there and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I know exactly what you're saying. And, and I think of when, I, when, when you look at Man City, like they're so well coached and they, they play so well. And they've also got the best players in the league and possibly the world. And then you obviously draw comparisons to your own football club and looking at Leeds, we don't we don't play the best football in the in the league, I don't think. I don't think we play a, a brilliant brand of football because at times it's just like, well, we're just bursting through with pace with a with a flair player that can create chances for someone like Somerville. And that does have me concerned because I just think, well, at some point that that gets found out no matter what. And I think where we are where we are because we've got we're, we're so fortunate that we've got some of the best players in the league and that's why we are where we are and we're doing very well. So, yeah, there are question marks there for me and maybe that'll, over time, once he beds in and, and they maybe they, they deploy different tactics and different ways of attacking them and, and we'll see that. But, yeah, there's a bit of a question mark for me there as well. Yeah, and I'm not saying that, I, I, that he's not the right man in the Premier League or anything like that. It's just a thought that I had, really. Um be interesting to see what he does next season. Um, and also, um, like watching Villa today, like it's like depressing and exciting in similar way, um, you know, to see where they are now when we were ahead of them and, you know, or at least, you know, level pegging with them for the last few years. Um, and then now they're where, where we wanted to get to. But it does show that it's possible as well. Um, so that's good, isn't it? Maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel. It's possible. Uh, I'm sure a boy band said that at some point. Sounds like a boy band line. Um, cool. All right. So hopefully, well, I don't know if we'll be back after Swansea game because there's quite a tight turnaround between that and the Middlesbrough game next weekend. Um, I'm actually not here for the Middlesbrough game. No. Uh, I am my daughter's choir. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. I know. Um, I've, 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 I've quietly, um, quietly not kicked up a fuss about this i'm doing the 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 nice fatherly thing but that's where wow. i'm going on saturday you're a better father than me <laughs> well, i don't know whether i am because i'm quiet. gonna be 
because I'm going to be streaming it in this place. Uh, yeah, it's like a school thing. Yeah. On a Saturday, three o'clock. Yeah, if anyone who's in their 20s is watching this, don't have kids. Uh, it's, wow. it's, it's lovely at times. At times. And they're not puking everywhere. <laughs> exactly. And uh, singing their hearts out. That's it. Take it to Ellen Road. She can practice there. Yeah, join a proper choir. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, have a great week, everyone. And uh, we'll, we'll, we might be back after Swansea, but likelihood is next weekend. So have a good one. Network.